Shalom to all. Today's office is getting daf Samachay, and we are starting the fourth line with the words Masar of Avia. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miram Sarah, Basar Yaakov, Maisha, Hernish, Shama should have an Oliah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars Rifka, Basar Meir Zev, Hernish, Shama should have an Oliah. Now we are in the middle of the sugya discussing whether or not a katan of certain intelligence is able to be Zaycha in something for somebody else. And Rav Chizda, explaining Shmuel, said no. Now Rav Vardan had asked on this from Shitufe Muvais. A mission in Ervin tells us that one person can place a barrel down and have his Shifcha be Zaycha in it for everyone else in the Mavoi. Now we know that a Shifcha has to be Ketana, because once she brings Shtei Cyrus, which is usually about 12 years old, she goes free. So we see from this Mishnah that a Katan can be Zaychen something for someone else. Now the Gemara explained that this case is different because she too famous is Dirabanan, but in a regular Daraisa, a Katan would not be able to do so. Now the Gemara picks up with this and says, Masar of Avi or Ravia asks, Marimun al Sheni, a person can make a trick with Maeser Sheni. Now we know that if a person redeems their own Maeser Sheni, meaning they transfer the Kedusha of their Maeser Sheni onto money, they would have to add on an extra fifth of its value when they're redeeming it. But if someone else is redeeming their Maeser Shani for them, that added fifth does not have to be added on. So a person can make a trick with their own Maeser Shani. Ketzad, how do they do so? A person can tell their son or daughter who are ready Gedalim, or to their servant or maid servant who are Jewish, take this money, and redeem this Maeser Shani with it. And this Maeser Shani is the master's, and he's having his Shifcha redeem it for him. And the reason why he's doing so is because he knows the Shifcha is going to give it back to him. Now we analyze how Shifcha Echidami was the case of the Shifcha. If she already brought Shtei Cyrus, my boy Gabe, what's she doing by her master? She should already been set free. El Lav Cyrus. It must be that she did not bring Shtei Cyrus yet. Clearly, we see that a katan, or in this case a katana, is able to be zaycha in something for somebody else, and this is dealing with a dairaisa. Sigmar says, no, Hachmai Skinin, what are we talking about over here? We're dealing with Maeser nowadays, which is Durabanon. Ask Sigmar, how could that be? Do we have an Amar Evriya nowadays? We don't have such a thing as a Jewish maidservant nowadays. But Tanya, we have a Braisa. The whole concept of Eved Ivri, that a Jew can be sold as an Eved, or that a father is allowed to sell his daughter as a Shefcha, that's only when we have Yaival. So if we're talking about a case of a Shefcha, it must be that the Meister that we're discussing is Meister Da'iraisa, not Durabanon. So the answer is no. We're talking about Meister Shani from something that grew in a non-perforated flower pot. That type of Meister is only Durabanon. So once again, we're dealing with a Katan who's able to be Zaycha in something for somebody else, only when dealing with a Durabanon and not a Da'iraisa. And the Gemara continues with this, Amarav Rav says, Gimel Midas Bekaton, there's three different stages or three different levels of a katan. Surar if he's given a rock and he throws it away, Ega is v'naitle, but he's given a nut and he keeps it, so clearly he's of a certain level of intelligence. So zeichel atzmai v'ein zeichel acherim, he can be zeichel things for himself, but he can't be zeichel things for somebody else. And uchenek de bektana, an ektana of corresponding age, miskadeshos lamion, she could be mikudeshes to the extent that she would need to do mion. Now what is this? So we know that a ktan who's an orphan can be married off by her brother or mother, but since his marriage is Rabbanon, it's not Daraisa because her father didn't marry her off, so she's allowed to do mion, which is a term for official refusal of the marriage whenever she wants, as long as she is still a katana. So when she reaches a stage that she can differentiate between a stone and a nut, she's required to do miyun. However, beforehand, she wouldn't even need to do miyun. The next stage is hapa'otais, youngsters. And we already spoken about this on Dafnun Tess. These are children usually above six years old. Mekhan mekach, umemkran memkar. If they buy something that's considered a valid purchase, and if they sell something that's a valid sale, bimetaltalin, only when we're dealing with movable objects, who connect to miktana and the corresponding age by katana, miskareshes bigdushia she could be miskareshes with her father's kidushin, which means if her father marries her off, 
Now she's married off Dairaisa, and then her father died, so her father's not there to accept her get. She's old enough to accept her get from her husband. Now the third stage, once they reach this stage, that they're able to make Nidarim, Nidrim, Nedar, Vegdesh, and Hektesh. If they make a Nedar, it's a valid Nedar, and if they make something Hektesh, it's valid Hektesh. And this is a year before Bar Mitzvah, Uknegd and Biktana, and the corresponding age by Iktana, meaning a year before Bas Mitzvah, Chaletzes, she's able to do Chalitza, which means if her husband dies without children, so she technically falls to Yibum to her husband's brother, she could do Chalitza and not have to do Yibum. However, in order for us to allow a child to sell his father's nechassim, if his father passed away and he inherited his father, we have to wait till that child is a full 20 years old, and even though he's over bar mitzvah, we don't allow him to sell his Yerusha. And moving on to another mission, continue to talk about getin. If Ketana told a shliach, accept my get for me, ain't a get, it's not a valid get, until the get reaches her hand. If the husband wants to be chayzer on this get, even after he gave it to the shliach, he's able to. And why is that? Because a katan can't appoint a shliach. So therefore, this fellow, even though he was appointed as a shliach Kabbalah, he's definitely not that, because this katan is not able to appoint him, and she would only be divorced once the get reaches her. Now, if Amarlo let's say her father told a shliach, go accept my daughter's get for her, if the husband wants to be chayzer after he gave it to the shliach, he can't be chayzer. And on to another set of cases. Ha'aymer, a husband tells a shliach, ten get give this get to my wife in that place. But he gave it to her in a different place? Puzzle, it's puzzle. That's because the husband clearly wants to be given over there, not in a different place. Now, let's say the husband said, she is in so-and-so place. But the shliach gave it to her in a different place? Kasher, it's a valid get. Because the husband never said, give it to her in that place. He just simply was saying, she's probably in that place. But the husband doesn't mind if it's given to her in a different place. Now, what about the flip side? A woman told her shliach, receive my get for me in that place. The And the shliach received the get for her in a different place? Puzzle, the get's puzzle, because he was only appointed to be a shliach to receive it for in that place, not in a different one. However, Blazer Machshir, Blazer says it's kosher, and the Gemara's going to explain why. Now, Blazer does agree in the following case. Let's say she told her shliach, bring me my get from that place, but the shliach brought it for her from a different place, kosher, so in that case, it's going to be valid. Now, the Gemara just asks on Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, why does Rabbi Lazar not argue in the Reisha, but he argues in the Seifa? Meaning, when the husband instructs his shliach, give the get to my wife in that place, and it's given in a different place, the get's puzzle, and Rabbi Lazar doesn't argue with that, but he argues that when the wife tells her shliach, receive my get for me in that place, and it's received in a different place, the get's not puzzle. The answer is, him, meaning the husband, he's megarish her, it's up to him to divorce her, it's his choice whether or not he wants to divorce her, so he can choose, I want her divorced in that place, and not a different place, and he might be mocked about that, because he doesn't want people talking bad about him in one place, he knows in a different place, he could divorce his wife, and no one's going to say anything. So therefore, if the husband shows this hakpada, it wouldn't be a valid get if delivered somewhere else. But Ihi, regarding her, the Balkarcham says she's divorced against her will. It's not up to her if she's going to be divorced or when or how it's going to go down. So Makam Hilai, we assume she's just giving him a Makam, a place to go to. Meaning, when she tells her shliach, accept my get for me in that place. Since it's not really up to her whether or not she's going to be divorced, let's say she doesn't want to be divorced, the husband's able to divorce her against her will. So we understand that when she's telling her shliach to receive the get for her in that place, she's just giving him a Makam. The get most probably will be given to you in that place. But obviously, if it's given to him in a different place, it's still going to be a valid garrison. And now going on to another Mishnah, which is really 
continuation of this Mishnah, if she said, bring me my get, she's allowed to continue eating truma, if she's wife of a kain, until the get reaches her hand. However, if she says, accept my get for me, she's allowed to eat truma right away, because the moment the shleich walks out of her house and turns down the block, he might bump into the husband over there. And since he's a shleich Kabbalah, the moment he receives the get, she's automatically migurashas. Therefore, when she said, she's automatically now allowed to eat truma. Now, let's say she told him, receive my get for me in that place. She's allowed to continue eating truma until the get reaches that place. However, Rebelazar asks her to eat truma right away. Now, the Gemara addresses the last case mentioned by the Tanakama, where she had told her shliach, receive my get for me in that place. And Tanakama told us she's allowed to eat truma until the get reaches that place, which is mashma that the shliach received the get in a different place. And even though he received it in a different place, she's still allowed to eat truma until it reaches the place that she had mentioned. So the Gemara says, it's still mashma that her get is valid, even though he received it in a place where he wasn't supposed to, it's still a valid get. Now here's the problem, you had said in the Reisha, meaning in the previous Mishnah, that it's not a valid get. In the previous Mishnah, we had said, according to the Tanakama, if she told her shliach, receive my get for me in that place, and received it in a different one, it's not a valid get. But here's mashma that is valid. So her answer is, the whole Chiddush is over here, the Amrle, where she told him, I want you to receive my get for me in Masa Mechasya. But sometimes you'll find my husband in Bavel, and you might have to receive my get for me over there. And this is what she's telling her shliach. In regards to taking the get from my husband, wherever you find him, wherever you bump into him, take the get from him. I don't want it to be an official get until it reaches Masa Machasya. And only once you get to Masa Machasya, then I want you to be an official shliach Kabbalah, and that's why she's allowed to continue eating truma until he reaches that place which he designated, which over here we're calling Masa Machasya. But in the first Mishnah, when she told her shliach, I want you to receive the get from me in that place, she means I want you to be my shliach Kabbalah in that place. And therefore, if the shliach receives in a different place, it's not a valid get. Now we quote the Mishnah of Rebelazar Eiser Miyad, Rebelazar asers her right away from eating truma, even though she told her shliach, receive the get from me in that place, still the moment he walks out of the house, she's asked her to eat truma. As the Gemara Pshita, that's obvious, to Hamar Makim Hilai, she was just giving him a general guidance of where he can receive the get, but now that she's being particular about it. As we had already explained, she does Rebelazar in the last Mishnah, that she doesn't really have the ability to tell her shliach where to receive the get. Of course, according to Rebelazar, even if she tells her shliach, go receive my get for me in that place, she's going to be asked to eat truma right away because he's able to receive it wherever he happens to bump into the husband. So the Gemara says, what we're referring to is the Amrle, she told her shliach, Zilam Mizrach, go towards the east of the city, the east of Mizrach, because that's where my husband is, that's where you're going to find the get. And he went to the west of the city, he went the exact opposite direction. You might have thought by Mayr of Halasai that the husband is definitely not in the west of the city and the wife should be allowed to continue eating truma. Maybe as the shliach was going along the way, make his guys bay, he happened to have bumped into the husband, and he gave the shliach the get. Meaning the added chiddush over here is even though the shliach went in the exact opposite direction than what the wife had told him, still she would be ushered to truma right away because it's still possible that the shliach bumped into the husband over there. And a similar case now in regards to Erev. Now we know that a person has a 2,000 amma limit on Shabbos that he's allowed to walk. And that 2,000 ammas is measured from his official place of residence. Now a person is able to move their official place of residence. What does that mean? So let's say a person's official place of residence on Shabbos is their house, but they want to be able to walk more than 2,000 amas past their house. So Erev Shabbos, they can place some food down 2,000 amas away from their house. And now since their food is there, we say that's considered their official place of residence and they're allowed to walk 2,000 amas in every direction from there. So here we have another case. A person told the Shliach Erev Shabbos, I want you to make an Erev for me with dates. He made an Erev for him with dried figs. Or he told the Big Regaris, do it for me with dried figs. And he did it for him with dates. 
Tani Chada, one price says, Eruvah Erev, it's a valid Erev. Vitani Yeduch, another price says, Ain't Eruvah Erev, it's not a valid Erev. And Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Like Asha, there's no seer between prices. Harabon, Harabilazar. One price is the Rabbanon, one price is the Rabbilazar. Harabanon, this price that says it's not a valid Erev is the Rabbanon. The Amrik, Peda, that they hold when a person's makbid on something, for example, Shlichas with a get, delivered in that place and not in that place, or receive it in this place and not in that place, that's a valid Kpeda, and therefore by Erev as well, it wouldn't be a valid Erev because he put down the wrong type of food. Whereas Harabilazar, the price that says it still is a valid Erev, even though the wrong fruit was used, would be Rashid's Rebbe Lazar. The Amr he holds, the when the wife tells the Shliach, I want you to receive it from me in that place, even though he receives it in a different place, it's still a valid get, because you're just guiding him, you're probably going to receive the get in that place. But it really could be in a different place as well. And it's the same thing by the fruit. He's saying, I want you to use dates. He happened to use dried figs? Okay, not a problem. Whereas Rabbi Yosef from Rabbi Yosef holds, no, both prices are Rabbanon, and there's still no stira. The price that allows a different type of fruit to be used is talking about when it's that person fruit. In other words, Ruvian told Shimon, I want you to use my dates, but Shimon ended up using his figs, or vice versa. So that's okay, because it's still Ruvain's fruit. But Khan Bishal Chaveroi, the other brasser that's not valid, is talking about using somebody else's fruit. Ruvain told Shimon, I want you to use Levi's dates for my Eruv. And obviously, Levi gives permission to use his dates. And Shimon went ahead and used Levi's figs. Well, that's not valid, because there wasn't any permission to use Levi's figs. Now, I'm like, I asked him, Tanya, what about the following brasser? If a person tells a shliach, I want you to place my Eruv inside the tower, but he placed the Eruv inside the pigeon coop, or B'Shevach, he told him, put it in the pigeon coop, but he ended up placing it in a tower. Tanya Chada, one Brisa says, Eruvah Eruv, it's a valid Eruv, but Tanya Yidach ain't Eruvah Eruv. Another Brisa says, it's not a valid Eruv. And over there, how can we say, one case is talking about his friend's fruit, one case is talking about his fruit. We're not talking about somebody's fruit over here, we're talking about a particular place where the Eruv was supposed to be put down. So clearly we would have to answer this here between Brisa's as one Brisa being the Rabbanon and one Brisa being Rablazar. So our answer is no, over there also we can answer, we're not referring to where he told him, place it in the Migdal or in the Shaivach. He was telling him, take fruit from the Migdal or take fruit from the Shaivach. And therefore, we could still answer that the Brisa says that's valid, is talking about where those fruits were his, and it happens to be that they were taken from the Migdal and not the Shaivach or vice versa. Whereas the other Brisa that doesn't allow this Erev is talking about fruits that weren't his. And he was only allowed to take the fruits from the Migdal and not the Shaivach or vice versa. And that's why the Erev is not valid. And moving on to another Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us, if a person says, kiss who get utunul ishti, write again and give it to my wife. Or if he says, Gershua, divorce her. Or he says, Kisu igeres utunula, write a letter and give it to her. Hare ilu yitnu. In all these cases, the person can write a get and give it to the wife and that's a valid shlichas. And why is that? Because these are all valid shyness of writing a get. Obviously saying writing a get is valid, saying divorce her is valid, and saying writing a letter is also valid because the Lashon written in the get is, Viden tehav lichiminai sefer teruchen v'igeres shavukin. This is to you from me, a sefer teruchen, which means a sefer gerushin, and an a letter of abandonment. So we see that if he tells the shliach, write for me a letter, that means write for me a letter of Gershin. However, the mission continues. If he says, patrua, patar her up, or parnasua, give her parnasa, or he says, asula kanimas, or asula karoi, do for her like what's accepted, or do for her what's right, loyam kulam, he hasn't said anything. Because over here, we can understand it in two different ways. Here, this doesn't necessarily mean get. Patrua doesn't necessarily mean anything. Parnasua could mean, be mefarnas her, give her a get, so that she doesn't fall to yibum. Or it could mean, give her parnasa, meaning give her food and clothing. And the same thing with asula kanimas and asula karoi, it could just mean, give her food and clothing, and not give her a get. So therefore, it's not a valid lashon. Now the Gemara says, on our bottom, we have a brisa. Let's say he says to his shliach, send her away. 
Shavkua, abandon her, Tarchuha, which is another lashon of sending her away, these people can write and give the get, because these are all valid lashonis of a get. However, if he says, Patrua, Patur her up, Parnasua, give her Parnasa, Asula Kanimas, Asula Karai, Loyam Reklomi hasn't said anything. And Tanya, we have another Brisa, Reb Nasanayim, Reb Nasan says, Patrua, Dvarv Kayamin. If he uses lashon Patrua, Patur her up, those words are valid, and that's a lashon of a get. Whereas if he says, Pitrua, Loyam Reklom, that's not valid at all. Now, Amarav, Rav explains, Rabbi Nasan de Bavlahu. Rabbi Nasan was from Bavel, and therefore, Daik ben Pitrua le Patrua. There's a difference between saying the word Pitrua and Patrua. In Bavel, they spoke both Lashon HaKodesh and Aramaic. Now, in Lashon HaKodesh, the word Patrua doesn't mean anything. However, the word Patrua in Aramaic means to patter a woman and give her a get. Therefore, Rabbi Nasan says, if he uses the Lashon of Patrua, he means to give her a get. However, if he uses the Lashon of Pitrua, so Lashon HaKodesh, that's understood as Pitur or Chayva, and that has to do with debts and not Gerashin, and therefore, in Bavel, if he says Pitrua, that's not a valid Lashon. However, Tani Tidon, our Tana, the Bayer Yisrael, who, he's from Eretz Yisrael, and Loi Dayak. Therefore, he does make a difference between Patru and Pitrua, and either way, these Lashonis don't mean Gerashin in Lashon HaKadosh. Now, Yibayel, who asks the following question, Haitziyua Mahu, let's use the Lashon of Haitziyua. And we know that the Pasuk says, the Yatz Ami Beisai, that she leaves his house, which definitely is Lashon of Gerashin. However, Haitziyua, send her out, might not be that same Lashon of the Yatza. So is that a valid Lashon where he can say, write her get? Or as Mahu, let's say he says, abandon her. Or Hitiru Mahu, let's say he says, Bimata her. Or Hanichu Mahu, let's say he says, leave her alone. Ha'ilula Mahu, let's say he says, help her. Or Asula Kadas Mahu, let's say he says, do as the law says. What's the halacha in that case? The Gemara answers, Pshait Miachada, we have an answer at least for one of these. Titanius taught in a Brisa, Asula Kadas, if he says, do for her as the law says. Or Asula Kanimas, do for her as what's accepted. Asula Karai, do for her what's fitting. Lam Klum, that's definitely nothing, and that's not a valid lashon of writing her again. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.